You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Welcome to Scribblers Radio. Young podcasters interviewing authors at the Scribblers Festival 2021. This is Gory with Anna Walker and Jane Godwin. They talk about writer's block, creativity, favourite memories and more in the heart of the laughter and fun of Scribblers Festival. Jane Godwin is a highly acclaimed publisher and author of over 20 books for children across all styles and ages. Her work is published internationally and she has received many awards. Together with Anna Walker, she has created several best-selling picture books, including Tilly. Anna Walker writes and illustrates children's books, including six with author Jane Godwin, as well as some of her own, including Lottie and Walter. Besides drawing, Anna loves making felt animals, learning to moonwalk and chatting with family and friends. Can you share with us a little about your inspiration behind the book, Don't Forget? Sure, Gori. Well, um, I was thinking about the ideas in Don't Forget. A lot of people think it's a book that was inspired by COVID and, um, you know, all the difficulties we've had with that. But I actually started thinking about it before then. It was a couple of summers ago where there was a lot of um, terrible bushfires in uh, mainly New South Wales, but also Victoria. Um, And I don't know if there were some in Perth then as well, but there were, yeah. So, and I was just thinking of all the kids who like were planning on going on a summer holiday to Malakuta or somewhere and they couldn't go because their favourite place had been destroyed by a bushfire. And um, that got me thinking about how sometimes when things in the world seem really difficult or overwhelming, it's really important for us to remind ourselves that there's still a lot of good things in the world and things that we can celebrate and be happy about and be proud of. And then when COVID happened and everybody was, you know, had the uncertainty and the difficulties of that, I thought, oh, well, now the book feels even more relevant. But it was, I had probably written most of the text before that happened. But then when Anna and I made the book, it was during the lockdown time, wasn't it? It was, and it was a really uh, wonderful way of, well, a special project to work on during lockdown because it's so important to remember remember those simple simple pleasures, I suppose, in a day, whether it be walking in the grass or looking at the sky. Or, and I feel like the book encapsulates that sense of community and, um, well, I suppose the simple everyday things in life that mean so much to us, like a hug or waving hello to somebody or... Yeah, so it was a joy to work on and quite a special time in a way for both Janie and I to work on that during that time. That's lovely. Next question. What is your favourite childhood memory? I don't know that this is my favourite childhood memory, but I'll tell you my earliest childhood memory is I have a I have a strong memory. Actually, I have a couple, but I'll tell you one. I have a strong memory of sitting on a, on a bed when I was a little girl. I think I was probably three and uh, it was a... Probably nobody in this room is old enough to know what a chenille bedspread is, but it sort of was like this funny old cotton bedspreads you used to have in the 1960s. And I was sitting on the edge of that and I was dressed in a party dress and I still remember the party dress. It had little sort of polka dots on it and it was pink and white and I had special party shoes. It's actually a memory of shoes. And my dad was kneeling down and doing up my shoes and I just have this memory of sort of excitement and and maybe it was a memory too of like my dad helping me and he was doing up my new party shoes so that's that's one of my earliest memories I don't know if it's my greatest childhood memory but it's the one I thought of Gory when you asked that question and one that came to mind for me is uh, making tiny fairy houses in the backyard (laughs) at the base of a tree 
and it was, uh, I used to make them by myself <laughs> um, uh, and sometimes with the next door neighbour but I used to spend quite a bit of time uh, collecting petals and tiny pebbles and setting up what would be I suppose a bed or somewhere to sleep and um, some nice things for the fairies to visit. I really wanted fairies to be real and I hoped <laughs> they would come to visit. So, that is yeah. such an <laughs> Anna Walker memory. Know, so. It's beautiful. <laughs> if you were not to be an author slash illustrator, what would you be? Uh, talking about fairy stories, actually, ever since I was a child from reading fairy tale books, I really wanted to illustrate children's picture books. But I was just saying to Janie and some others yesterday, I had written in a book of <laughs> what else I wanted to be, and that was a dolphin trainer. <laughs> so I wanted to train dolphins for a while. I'm not quite sure why, but it obviously didn't last that long. But um, maybe that's what I would be, a dolphin trainer. Maybe, in, you know, you could have a second career alongside. Yeah, maybe. You know. <laughs> Mine wasn't half as interesting or imaginative as Anna's. Um, I, at times I thought I might be a teacher. I also thought about being a photographer. I really love taking photos. And for a while I also uh, wondered if I might be a child psychologist. I often thought about working with children, um, helping them if they had problems. But um, I always knew I wanted to work in some way with young people. Mm. But, yeah, so there were different ways I could have done that, I suppose. Jane, when and how did you know that you wanted to be a writer. Do you have any advice for writers embarking on their journey to publication? Uh, I think I, it sort of snuck up on me wanting to become a writer. It wasn't like, not like Anna, where she was quite a young child and thought, I want to illustrate picture books. I, I, like when I was your age, it wasn't like I was the best writer in the class or I even really wanted to be a writer then. But I knew that I loved stories and I loved reading. And I think I had quite a strong imagination. And it wasn't really till I was an adult and working in the publishing industry as an editor that uh, I actually somebody asked me to write a book. I was working as an editor, you know, which is someone who helps other writers with their stories. And my boss, the publisher, said she knew I was very interested in Antarctica and that place down the bottom of the world. And she said, oh, you should write a book about Antarctica. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't think so. And I often think, say, thinking about um, advice for young writers, I often think you need three things. If you want to be a writer, you need talent you need to work really hard and you need a moment of luck or something and I felt like that was my moment of luck when when my boss said you should write that book because I didn't really recognize that I could but there must have been something in me that she thought I could do it and um so uh that was so I I wrote that book and then I sort of gradually got confidence and enjoyed it and that was how I became a writer but it wasn't till I was an adult but in terms of giving advice for young people who want to be published or want to be a writer I would say my advice would be to read read a lot and read widely and uh because it's amazing how almost like automatically by osmosis you're, you're not thinking I'm reading this book so I'll become a better writer but when you're reading lots you're just seeing how other writers use language and things like that and also keeping a little ideas book and writing trying trying to write quite regularly and also um, 
looking out for competitions in local library or um, like the Scribblers Festival have had one and or maybe your school where you can submit your work for for competitions not so, so you'll win but just so you know if you're submitting something for a competition you'll probably try that a little bit harder or do that extra draft or and sometimes they have a word limit which is really helpful as well because it it's it's a discipline to think I've got to do this story in 500 words or 300 words so yeah my advice would be read a lot um keep an ideas book, look out for competitions and also just uh, when opportunities are presented to you in life to do whatever, Mm. to travel, to, you know, have like even what you're doing today, to do something different, make the most of them because everything in life you can end up writing about. Yeah. Mm. Anna, this question's for you. I've seen some of your drawings in your new book, Tilly, which both you and Jane have worked on and I'm in love. Tell me about the drawing process and how you choose what style slash resources to use. Oh, that's a good question. Each book I imagine the images for and I explore different mediums. So each book I treat quite differently. So each book has its own world that I try and create. So once I imagine it, then I'm, I suppose, working to be able to get as close as that as possible. So with with Tilly, uh, I was thought I'd explore some printmaking because I love the idea of children's books looking crafted and seeing I suppose a touch of most of the handmade but I do use some digital digital mediums in terms of bringing the layers together but I do love the idea of craftsmanship I suppose coming into the books so the mono printing and combined with a delicate watercolour and pencil work and even though Tilly is a contemporary story, in some ways it could be timeless and we talked about that a bit. It could be set a long time ago or it could be set now. So with the sub, what I want to call a muted colour palette, I think that helps create that sense in a way of it could be now but it could be a, a story mm-hmm. about a little girl quite a while ago. So the combination of those things were brought together to create a sense of that, a sense of that world. And I was really excited because Tilly had a night scene, which mm. I was really looking forward to illustrating and with the tiny stars sparkling in the sky. And I was, I'm, I'm happy with the way that scene turned out. Um, last question. What is the biggest struggle you face in your work? Well, there's a lot of struggles. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest struggle? Um, some, well, there are a lot of struggles and it's almost like with each project it's a different set of struggles because you have different challenges. So I know when I wrote, say, when I wrote my novel As Happy As Here, I always felt like the middle part, I felt like the, the start of it I, I felt happy with and the ending I felt happy with but I felt like there were these like three chapters in the middle that I shouldn't be saying this publicly but <laughs> there these three chapters in the middle where I felt it feels flatter like I and, and I suppose sometimes it's difficult to like people sometimes people say to me oh when you finish a book you must think that's it it's done it's perfect I've finished it and I never think that I always think mm-hmm. that's as good as I can get it right now and now I, I, I'm exhausted by it I can't do anything more with it <laughs> and so like people say to me with that example of as happy as here they think well if you knew that that was a problem why didn't you fix it up but it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah I knew it was trying. a problem I didn't know how to fix it up so um one of the challenges for me is sort of knowing when it's as good as you're going to get it and you can't mm. keep finessing something forever or you'll, it'll never be a book. So, um, 
And sometimes it's hard to know when that moment is, I think, isn't it? Or, mm, it is. Yeah, that? I think I think I was thinking about what's the biggest struggle because a new book is so exciting and 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 at the beginning of a new book it's we say the most exciting. It's you've got when it's every so full of potential. potential. Yeah. The potential is limitless and this is gonna be awesome. But and then as soon as it. yeah, you can imagine it, but as soon as you or as soon as I start there might come the time of, uh-oh. <laughs> um, and I think I think probably one of the biggest struggles for me is self-doubt or can I realise this, the, the illustrations of the story in the way I'd like to? And sometimes I get to the point of, I can't do this. <laughs> and then, um, and that seems to be a part of the creative process. My family like to remind me, you say this every time. I'm like, you don't understand. This time it's real. <laughs> this time. <laughs> but then I think, well, what would the option be to stop? But that I don't want that to be an option because I really do want to do this book. So then I keep going. But that just seems to be a part of that, um, just ignoring the voice of self-doubt and trying to realise or communicate ideas in a story. Yeah, I think everybody yeah. has that, there's that little, being on your shoulder yeah. that says yeah. you're hopeless what are you yeah. doing do you think anyone's <laughs> going to be interested in what you've got to say and yeah. um and a friend of ours Alison Lester who's also a picture book creator she always says you just have to say to that little voice go away I'm We're busy I'm busy, busy yes <laughs> I love I love remembering that yeah. yeah well thank you both Jane and Anna for talking to me today and I'm looking forward to reading so many more exciting new titles from both of you thanks Corey thanks thank so you much for much. having us This interview was recorded for The Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2021. For more stories and info about the festival, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. This is R.A. Spratt and you're listening to Scribblers Radio.